Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, June 23rd, 2019 and we are in the middle of the station of Neptune. So on Friday morning, Neptune went retrograde and since Neptune's an outer planet, Neptune really is... Uh, a planet that takes its time before it gets really moving again. So it's going to slow down and stop and not really move before it changes direction. So for the last week, it's been at 18 degrees, 44 minutes of Pisces, and it continues to be at 18 degrees, 44 minutes of Pisces, and it will continue to be there for a few days. So it's really kind of stopped in the sky. And to add to this, so it's been an interesting couple of days since we had a 24-hour void moon between Friday and Saturday morning. And then the moon went into Pisces. And, well, when you have a Neptune retrograde and the moon is in Pisces, you should just throw the weekend out the door. (laughs) Or you just go swimming or you watch movies or, you know, just sort of float through the weekend because trying to get something truly deeply accomplished in a weekend like this is really not going to happen very easily. First of all, the moon's in Pisces. So you can be inspired. You could be creative. You could just relax and enjoy your own creativity and, and be, and be inspired for sure with whatever you're doing. But The planet that rules that moon for the weekend is retrograde and just started being retrograde. So it's not, like I said, stopped in the sky. And since we are really kind of stopped in the sky with that, we are just not really moving anywhere and not going anywhere. So the ruler of the moon this weekend has been just sort of, stopped and not moving and therefore and it's Pisces so this is not this is not Saturn this is not Capricorn this is Pisces so we just had to kind of regroup float through the weekend you know accept our uh, watery circumstances and just keep floating along in our boat <laughs> and You know, the thing with Neptune is you start out on a journey, you think you're going from point A to point B in your boat, and Neptune kicks in, and you wind up at some uncharted destination. You're like, oh, I'm going to get a lot done this weekend. I'm going to clean out my closets. I'm going to be writing my blog. I'm going to be doing this, and it doesn't happen because, you know, you're, you're under Neptune. And so Neptune's haze makes it difficult to focus. It makes it difficult to really uh, grasp something. Everything kind of flies through your fingers. So don't fault yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Just appreciate that maybe you got a little extra sleep this weekend (laughs) and uh, maybe you went to the movies and saw something good. And it's okay. You know, it's not like the moon has been void which it's going to be tomorrow all day, but um, we're actually just in the evening, but like it was Friday, Saturday all day. But what we're looking at is really a, a, an experience of being able to surrender and let go and release our control. Because when 
you have Pisces and this much Pisces going on, then you have to just sort of throw the book out and accept whatever is coming your way, what's floating your way down your stream. Because if this were, uh, I don't know, a, a weekend with the moon in Sagittarius, we'd have a different ruler. We'd be dealing with Jupiter and it would not be so affecting us. But this, I really noticed the experience of this being quite uh, nebulous and foggy and unavailable. And, you know, it's like, it's like water that's not moving. So stagnant water brings mosquitoes, <laughs> standing water. So you just sort of accept it and, you try to clean up any messes that you have, any spills, and just keep going. Uh, Neptune is intangible. Neptune is not something that we can firmly grasp and say, aha, this is what's going to happen. We have no idea. So, you know, if you're lucky, you had a very pleasant, non-committal kind of weekend, and it was an enjoyable weekend, and it was the weekend for, for Pete's sake, you know. And you just sort of go there. Now, as if this isn't enough, Venus has been aspecting Neptune. So Venus has been in the middle of Jupiter and Neptune. Now, remember, uh, last week we had the Jupiter-Neptune square was exact. And we had talked about the sun involved with it the week before. And I had reminded everyone that Venus was going to be going there too because Venus is the end of Gemini. So here we are with Venus as we go into the last week of June, unbelievably so, Venus is at you know, 25, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Mercury, 17 degrees Gemini. And we are thinking of, you know, how it affects Jupiter. So it's the opposite Jupiter, which is Sagittarius. And then it was moving along now since it did that. Now it's squaring Neptune. So it's really between the opposition to Jupiter that happened earlier today, and then squaring Neptune, which is going to happen in the middle of the night tonight, if you're on the eastern time zone. So what does this mean? It means that, once again, a planet is coming in and forming a T-square with the Jupiter-Neptune arrangement. Now, if you remember what I said two weeks ago, a T-square is where we have three planets in a configuration that's a T. And... Neptune is in Pisces and that the moon has been in Pisces with it all weekend and Jupiter is in Sagittarius and Venus is in Gemini and these are mutable signs so they are flexible duality type signs and Venus is really you know a lot of things other than love it's it's expression of friendship it's expression of desire um, it's expression of our love for ourself, for our dog, for our cat, for our soulmate, for all sorts of love, universal love. And it's also money and finances and, uh, you know, it's anything that we treasure or we value because it's, you know, it isn't just that we treasure the object, we treasure what it means to us, if it feels good to us. Uh, it may be something that has no value, but we've had it since we were a kid, and so it's meaningful. And so it's very interesting when Venus gets involved with Jupiter and Neptune, 
because there's <laughs> these. Okay, so Neptune's not a real boundary-oriented planet, and Pisces definitely not. And Venus is trying to like make up her mind because she's in Gemini. And then there's Jupiter, which is abundance. And so, hmm, maybe we went out and spent a little money this weekend. Maybe we ate too much this weekend. Maybe we threw the diet out the window this weekend. Maybe we are desiring because Venus is what we desire and what we have passion for um venus is what we desire maybe you're desiring things like i don't know anything from a new car to chocolate to a new pair of shoes something it could be very expensive because venus is opposite jupiter oh i think i'll just buy this what the heck i'll just splurge there's a lot of that that could happen this during these aspects because neptune knows no boundaries and we just sort of get caught up in our own wants and desires and haven't helped me addictions. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to be honest, addictions. So if we, we are addicted to chocolate or we're addicted to, you know, shopping, those things might rear their head this weekend and in these next few days, early in the week. So just be aware of that. But importantly, Venus is really talking sweetly to these planets. I mean, it is a T-square. It can be stressful, but Venus is a sweet person, planet, you know, goddess, okay? And so she's giving us, you know, it is. it could be a sweet person in your life. And she's giving us the opportunity to see something because she is reflecting Jupiter and reflecting Neptune. And we are having what is potentially an epiphany about relationships, an epiphany about maybe something that happened a long time ago. Um, maybe we're having good success with relationships because of Jupiter, but she's giving us some information. She's in Gemini, the sign of information. She is truly giving us some awareness, some contact with how we relate or perhaps some information that we needed about the past that Kind of put things to bed, put things to, to rest. Like, oh, really? You know, I didn't ma know mom did that. Well, okay. And those kinds of things may surface in these next days. You may say, oh, okay, like, why am I thinking about this? Well, you know, it's anything's, anything's up for grabs with Neptune. You know, something may float into your consciousness that hasn't floated there in a long time. And maybe there was a time of questioning in your relationships or even recently in your relationships. And maybe these answers come now that we have some enlightenment from Jupiter and Neptune. Use it as enlightenment. Don't get caught in the fog. Just say, wow, this is very powerful, this information. Um, I want to dig some more, you know. You may receive information. You may receive uh, maybe even answers to questions from a long time ago. And these things are important. So just use them, understand them, assimilate them in your consciousness, and be, be just aware of the information and how it may benefit you. Um, Venus is, you know, a friendly planet. So we are hoping that this has been a weekend where you made new friends or you got together with friends or you were able to uh, connect 
with people on some level. This is a social planet and it was opposite Jupiter. So hopefully you did something social in these last few days. Um, you may find that friends are a little out of sorts and this is true. And it's not because uh, they're mad at you or anything. It's just because they, we've got a whole lot of Neptune going on and Venus got wrapped up in it. So remember Neptune is stopped and Venus is talking to Neptune and Neptune's not going anywhere. So this is important to pay attention to. There may be some intuitive places that you need to examine because, you know, we're still, we still got Venus and Gemini. We're still questioning and thinking and pondering and examining and analyzing because it's an air sign. So remember this in these next days because it's not like Venus is going to shut the door on Neptune when she passes over it tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time. She's going to still be in that square relationship, just it's, you know, it's not opening anymore, it's closing. And so she's thinking about what all of this information means to her and, and what she needs to do to assimilate it. So I don't think this is a bad T-square. I think it's an interesting T-square. Again, I'm going to tell you to pay attention to your dreams because this is a heavy Neptune weekend in a couple of days. And Venus is talking to Neptune. Did you have a dream about a loved one? Did you have a dream about something you desire? Did you have a dream about like you were eating your most favorite delicious decadent dessert and then you woke up and realized that wasn't happening at all? <laughs> um, so that was, you know, something telling you. So associate to that dream and see what you come up with. What does it remind you of? What does it bring to mind for you? In the meantime, we are watching Mercury end its run in uh, Cancer and going into Leo on Wednesday. And so there is a Leo energy coming our way, which is good because it's fire and we could use a little fire and because Mars is in soggy cancer for a little while yet. So we're going to, we're going to just, you know, happy, happy that that Mercury is going into Leo and that's sparkly and creative and Mercury can get all fiery and, and, uh, we can watch, um, watch ourselves be inspired and, and creative. Now Mercury is going to retrograde in Leo and it's going to be on the uh, 7th. Yes. 7th of July in the evening Eastern time. And it's going to go back into cancer. But for these next several weeks, we are going to have Mercury retrograde in Leo. Um, once we, once, once it gets, you know, we were going to have Mercury in Leo, we're going to have a retrograde for a couple weeks and then it'll go back into cancer again. And so whatever you're experiencing right now, you should pay attention to, again, informationally, because it's going to come back to where it is. Mercury's going to come back here in mid-July, and that will be after the eclipses, but it will be in Cancer from the 19th through the 31st of July. So it's just, it's not going to take a whole lot of time in Cancer. It's going to mostly be in Leo, but it's going to be um, an interesting ride because we're going to revisit this time period. So pay attention. Now, eclipse, I mentioned an eclipse because next Tuesday is an eclipse. Not this Tuesday, the 25th, but next Tuesday, the 2nd of July is an eclipse. It's the first eclipse and 
it's a solar eclipse and we should start thinking about this because we are already as I mentioned last week in the eclipse period so it's 10 degrees cancer where the eclipse will happen it's solar meaning that the Sun and the moon are together and they are together at 10 degrees cancer so if you have something at 10 degrees cancer 10 degrees Capricorn you should be very aware that this eclipse is connecting with those planets or ascendant or whatever point you have. So be aware of that. This is the first eclipse. It's going to be an interesting couple of eclipses because the second one occurs on the 16th, which is lunar, and it hits 24 Capricorn, which is where Pluto will be. So we're close to that. So this is a this is a Saturn Pluto eclipse, the second one. The first one is the new moon and it's new in cancer and it's i have a feeling it should be actually rather you know enjoyable i think i don't think we're gonna have anything too detrimental happen on that one even though the second one is really the one where we're concerned about because it's going to be close to the nodes and the Saturn Pluto so that's the one we really want to be aware of and figure out and discuss and uh get ready for this first one is going to really it's an energy you know eclipses bring a lot of energy when the sun and the moon get together near the node they are energetic and so i know that already i'm seeing the effects of you know energy being thrown around because it's harder to sleep uh people are having problems you know getting uh, adequate rest um the birds here in Costa Rica are losing their minds. <laughs> they're squawking, they're screeching, they're, they're talking at all hours. And so nature always feels these things before we do, because we're caught up in our brains and our minds and our busy lifestyle. And when you start to notice that nature is doing something, and you notice that nature is aware of these subtle energies. And cancer is a sign of nature. It really is about, you know, the planet and and the waters and the oceans and the and but also very much about you know it's the moon remember it's ruled by the moon and when eclipses are in cancer they're very powerful and the tides are affected and so the earth is affected and then the birds and the animals get affected because the tides are affected and they feel what the moon is doing so be aware of this if <laughs> if you have um, animals of your own just be aware of their behavior and just maybe you want to calm them down a bit because this is a very erratic you know eclipses are erratic energy they're they're very powerful but they're like shots of, of adrenaline and we really do need to be careful I always want warn people to be careful around eclipses because they bring emotional things to the table and this one is no exception these are no exception because we're in a water sign you know the solstice was last friday a couple days ago and we have entered the sign of cancer and when we get into water signs we get into emotions now cancerians are not known for being overtly emotional they crab up they hide in their shell they don't tell you what's going on they expect you to read their mind and so while we experience an eclipse in cancer especially with the Sun and the moon in cancer we can expect that there be there could be an emotional outburst somewhere 
or an emotional um, release. You know, maybe you're doing some emotional healing work and you're going to have a big release and that wouldn't that be wonderful. And if you have, you know, planets at those degrees, maybe you have Mars and Cancer or something as Mars is in Cancer now, um, you know, we're going to, you might get a little burst of energy on that Mars. Now, eclipses bring things to the table, as I've said before, and we should be aware of what's happening because these are times when we shoot off energy and emotions and think about it later. So remember a couple weeks ago, I was saying we don't want to shoot first and ask questions later because Mars was hitting that Saturn Pluto and then Mercury was going. So remember, even though this is not at the very degree of Saturn and Pluto, it's still in the sign of Cancer, which is opposite where Saturn and Pluto are. So anything that's getting you hot under the collar these days, you might just want to sit down with yourself and examine your emotions and talk to your emotions and be with your emotions because Cancer is an emotional sign. And it's important to have that release. It's like, just think of it as like, you know, you, the water balloon breaks and the water's everywhere. So, so you really don't want to hurt people's feelings or get your feelings hurt or say things that are wrong and Mercury's going to be stationing. And so let's just keep a lid on things and be cautious and thoughtful in all our dealings with people. You know, Mercury's going to be in the excitable sign of, of Leo. So there's, we have to be reasonable. We have to uh, take heed. We have to be sure that we're not um, going to explode at someone emotionally, you know, especially say they've, it's been brewing and brewing and brewing. And this is what often happens with, uh, you know, emotional planets and, and water signs. They don't say anything. They don't say anything. They don't say anything. And then it all comes out. So when we're all kind of susceptible to that, I really advise that we just stay aware of what we're doing and just, you know, not try to avoid confrontations unless they're absolutely necessary. Sometimes someone who's not listening to my podcast is going to confront you and you have to deal with it. But this is not the time to do something like, oh, I think I'm going to go, you know, have that conversation with my spouse about, you know, the money situation, just hang on to it. <laughs> just, just hang on to it. <laughs> if you can, if you haven't had the conversation yet, you can wait. Um, I don't encourage heavy duty conversations during eclipses um, unless they cannot be avoided. Now eclipses are never really good times to start something new. My teacher used to tell us that anything that happens or is initiated between two eclipses is often miscarried it's like a miscarriage and so don't launch your brand new website during the two eclipses don't you know start that big bright shiny new project during the two eclipses if you're starting a new job you've got to start a new job you chances are you got it before the eclipses so there you go um i i advise especially you know we're going into mercury retrograde and eclipses just like in the northern hemisphere, this is the summer. Enjoy yourself. Go boating. Go surfing. Go go to the beach. It's cancer. <laughs> it's water. It's crabs. You know, go crabbing. <laughs> um, don't get yourself, you know, into a 
twist um, over trying to get something out in the world or accomplished or worrying about deadlines. If you know you have deadlines anyway, because say you're a magazine publisher, well then you've got to do what you've got to do. But just know that this isn't the best time to be like all all hands on deck trying to launch something because it's fine. If you're trying to start a new business, just wait till August. <laughs> um, do your do your due diligence this month. Do your research. Weed out all sorts of unneeded information and just keep just keep your head. So we're going to talk more about that next week. Um, in the meantime, the moon is going to be in Pisces until tomorrow night. And then it finally goes into Aries at 10.38 p.m. tomorrow. So the moon's been in Pisces since Saturday morning. And it's been in Pisces all day today. And then it'll be there all day tomorrow. And if Eastern time is your time zone, it's going to be there till 10.38 p.m. And you've got about a three-hour void, two-and-a-half-hour void starting at 7. Then Aries. We've got Aries Tuesday. We've got it Wednesday. Of course, Aries is going to mean that it's squaring Saturn and squaring Pluto on Wednesday, but that's okay. Um, you know, again, keep your head. <laughs> Thursday, um, we have the moon moving into Taurus at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, but it'll have to switch signs in the middle or switched into void in the middle of the night, so we won't worry about that. And it's a busy day with the sun sextiling Uranus, which is very nice. It's a good day to get things accomplished. And then we'll be in Taurus on Friday, and then um, there's a few hours of void on Saturday afternoon before it goes into Gemini. And then we have the end of the month already. It'll be the 30th next Sunday, and we will be in Gemini all day. And, you know, it may sound like the busyness is now because of Venus getting involved with Jupiter and, and Neptune. Use it to be creative. Use it to be friendly. Use it to be inspired and get new information about your past or your future or your relationships. And you know, don't worry too much. Neptune's going to start working, uh, moving forward. Neptune's going to get up and go to work again. <laughs> it's going to stop sleeping and get up and go to work again in the middle of the week. So we'll start to feel things, you know, the sludge dissipate as the week uh, happens. And that's okay. So take a, few, a breather because next week is an eclipse and then we're really in those eclipses and they are intense. So use them for good, but in the meantime, get some rest. I'm Deb McBride, and I should tell you that if you are listening to my podcast from my website, uh, you will notice that I have switched podcast hosts as of this week. This is now being broadcast through Podbean, which has been very nice and helpful so far to me. So if you are listening on iTunes, I hope you're getting this on iTunes because there's been a switch and sometimes that takes a little while to switch things over. So in the meantime, stay tuned because there's going to be lots of changes. Um, there's going to be rebranding and retitling and I'll be letting you know. You can, if you want to stay involved and in touch, go to my website, devmcbride.com. Sign up for my mailing list because you will get all the new information as soon as it's ready. And I am available for sessions, so you can email me, Deb, at DebMcBride.com. And my Instagram and my Twitter are at DebAstrology. 
And I hope to uh, have a fruitful relationship with Podbean going forward. It looks good so far. So I thank you for listening and have a lovely Neptunian week.